thanks for taking the time to listen to this Social Partnership Forum podcast. It's really fabulous to have this opportunity to talk about work that we really believe in and think is really important. So very excited and very nervous. I think we're feeling quite relaxed. We're quite excited. We're very pleased to have been shortlisted. So yeah, we're hoping to eat and do the Trust Proud today. I'm really looking forward to being able to present what we think is a, a really good um, project we've got going on in the Trust. We're really delighted and proud to be shortlisted and hopefully uh, do what's need to be done. Hello and welcome to the 2018 HPMA Excellence in Human Resource Management Awards. My name is Victoria Small and I am the SPF Project Manager. In this podcast we will be focusing on the Social Partnership Forum sponsored category for partnership working between employers and trade unions. We will take you on a journey from the judging day where the finalists presented their initiatives to the award nights where we will find out the winners of this year's Social Partnership Award. Our reporter Joe O'Hagan was at the judging day to find out more about each of the organisation's initiatives and how they demonstrated partnership working. There's a mixture of excitement and anticipation in the waiting room as all the finalists are sat here eagerly waiting to present their initiatives. The competition this year was at an all-time high. 18 organisations entered into the category, but only four were shortlisted. I'm just about to talk briefly to Central and Northwest London Foundation Trust, who are first up to see the judges to find out how they are feeling. So guys, how are you feeling about the prospect of this presentation today? I think we're feeling quite relaxed, we're quite excited, we're very pleased to have been shortlisted, so yeah. It's our bread and butter, what we do normally anyway, but actually for somebody to say, well that's actually a really good really good process that you're, you're undertaking, it's, it's nice to be recognised. I'm David Bell and I'm uh, the Head of Human Resources for uh, one of our clinical divisions at Central and Northwest London NHS Foundation Trust. And I'm Simon Ward, I'm the Branch Chair for Unison but also the Staff Science Secretary for CNWL. Thank you for joining us today. So initiatives about um, using our day-to-day partnership working relationship to build on the staff survey results and make it a better place for our staff to work and therefore for our patients to receive treatment. But also making it meaningful, um, the process itself. So we, you know, going out and doing what we call listening events, which is where we go to workplaces uh, together, both uh, management, HR, staff side, and says what it is on the tin, we go and listen, but we also engage, we ask questions, because the intelligence we get from those not only benefits the, the, the organisation, but also staff side helps with our ability to manage change when necessary. So for example, if there's an issue raised there, we're able to use that information and, that, and support from that to, to make changes, for the, hopefully for the benefit of all. So we saw a a very significant increase in responses to the staff survey, which we've attributed largely to this. Mm -hmm. Um, I think Unison's seen a a growth in its members, as have some of the other trade unions. We've um, launched a new flexible working arrangement for requests. We've launched our post-incident trauma pathway for people to support them after violence on the wards when they've been assaulted by by patients. We've launched our Staying Word at Work service to help uh, the mental health of our of our workforce and lots of other things that really have come out of those initiatives. So it's, it's taking suggestions from staff um, and putting them into practice. We've got a few pictures. So um, we brought 
my lovely colleague D there in the top right. There's always going to be challenges. We are going to disagree on certain things. There are, and again, sometimes that is due to uh, external issues, uh, policy from national policy, etc., which makes it difficult. But again, yes, there are some sort of approaches within the organisation um, that are quite difficult. But we, sit, staff side, we see ourselves almost as a critical friend with our colleagues and be quite honest and have adult conversations. Say, look, this is if you do this we will do this. We're being realistic and being very pragmatic about our approaches. The members of the unions are coming to recognise that we work well together and that that is a benefit for them and for patients. And they see it's much better for us to work in partnership in an effective way because we use all our energy, our intellect to, to address the issues that really matter. The, the thing that we have, to, we have to get across to people is that partnership working is not collusion because sometimes that's been seen as, you know, oh, you're in the pocket of management. And getting that information across to our, to our members and to our colleagues has been difficult in the past, but actually now, because they're seeing results, that manifests itself as good evidence to, to show that, you know, partnership working works. I think it is about spending time and listening and being prepared to reconsider your mm. own views on things and, and, come and accept ideas from wherever they come. Next up is Manchester University Foundation Trust, who feel very passionate about their collaborative approach to improve staff health and wellbeing. Hi, I'm Leslie Wood, I'm the Regional Officer for the Royal College of Midwives. I'm Cathy Murphy from Central Manchester Foundation Trust. I'm Mary Simington from Manchester Foundation Trust. prepared a lot of the materials been building in a data file as the projects travelled home the hard bit is being succinct and pulling it together we've been presenting today a piece of work we've been doing in partnership with the provider i.e manchester foundation trust and the royal college of midwives looking at our staff well-being and how we create an environment in where staff feel comfortable valued and able to take forward initiatives that improve quality outcomes for patients. I think it demonstrated the partnership very well. I think the um, two campaigns that we've been running together as one, Caring for You, the Royal College of Midwives Caring for You campaign and um, St. Man Mary's at Manchester's What Matters to Me campaign has worked really closely together and gelled nicely in partnership, improving health and wellbeing and conditions, working conditions for staff and outcomes for the mothers and babies. I think the challenges at the beginning was getting people to, some of the staff to understand what what it was about and as we've said, as Cathy said in, in there, it's keeping the energy going and keeping the enthusiasm going but as the results came through and people felt part of the team and empowered it became very positive. I think the partnership has given us a really good strong staff engagement, um, really good outcomes um, for the patients and the staff. We've had reduction in complaints even though our activity has been so high. Um, the pulse checks we do with staff survey have been really good. We're a good employer, we've had good retention, we've had very easy recruitment which has been really good and now the partnership is going to showcase what St Mary's is like to work at. Some of the outcomes we've seen um, are the working in partnership with the, the universities and other providers, some of the researchers that we've been connected with um, looking at post-traumatic stress disorder amongst work staff. Um, in terms of the process, mm -hmm. what would you say are you most proud of? What I'm most proud about is 
the ripple and the spread. So we Kathy offers up some advice for other trusts thinking of developing a similar initiative. Telling trusts not to be nervous about working with your staff side rep and to see the benefit of working with your professional body in a very productive way, particularly when you can influence learning outcomes and um, kind of outturns for your staff. Um, working in isolation, yes, we could have done some of this. Working with our college has given us a bigger board by which to offer resources and be able to spread quickly. Third into the judging room is North Staff's Combined Healthcare. We are hoping their action on inclusion will impress the judges. I'm Jenny Harvey from Unison and I'm Staffside Chair of North Staff's Combined Healthcare Trust. I'm Colin Burgess, Staffside Lead for the RCN within the Trust. And I'm Leslie Foe, I'm the Diversity and Inclusion Lead for North Staffordshire Combined Healthcare Trust. I'm immensely proud of, of both what we've achieved and the relationship that we have um, working in partnership together and uh, yeah, really excited about the, the work that we've still got to do. This is our journey. So, our e awareness felt a desolate and lonely place. It felt like a trip to Mars without any... We came today to speak about our um, inclusion approach called Symphony for Hidden Voices and it was an approach that we developed together um, which was all based around our desire to show not tell people what inclusion was all about based on feeling and experiencing that through people's stories um, and how that affected those that took part in, in an event that we uh, jointly ran last year. This is not about collaboration on a project because you know, the Trust has got to do something, let's get the trade unions involved. This is actually about a proper shared vision of us all coming to the table with ideas. So this isn't about collaboration. We do a lot of that because we're supposed to do that. But a lot of these initiatives and the planning was um, was true partnership. And, you know, the very senior management of trust have let us get on with this. It just wouldn't have worked without partnership work and it wouldn't have been the same. Um, a particular challenge for me, it's really hard for DNI leads to make a big impact um, across or big organisations. Uh, it's really hard for one person to have that reach and through this network and partnership that, that we've got, um, we're much more able to do that. So for now, we'd like to leave you just with a brief taste of some of the voices from that event. We know that all lives matter. The idea of black lives mattering is just to remind everybody because sometimes it's a slow erosion of like the boundaries that people put in place because they think they've got to have them because of either race or any of the other protected characteristics that we work out at grassroots to er erode those so that everybody is equal, everybody has a voice, everybody is listened to and making sure that's embedded in practice so that you know not just staff get a better deal but also the patients who are ultimately our responsibilities get a much better service because staff are more aware of what cultural issues they might come up against. Some of the challenges sometimes are with a staff group who are all so busy and there's so many demands on them. So setting up staff networks has been difficult. Um, yeah, so having buy-in from the trust is fine on one, one hand. Other is, is really getting that impetus behind it. I think there really is a, a, a tangible impact to the work that we've been doing. I had the pleasure of doing some recruitment interviews yesterday and uh, one young lady that we interviewed talked really passionately about why she'd come to the Trust because of the values that the Trust had um, and how important they were for her and that really did feel like 
evidence that we, we, we're making an impact. As a trans woman, we developed out of this partnership, we developed some trans awareness training, something we hadn't done in the trust. And it makes the trust a safer place. So, you know, I, I transitioned about 12 years ago at work and, you know, that was difficult. I would think, you know, if I was in that same position now, I would have been able to do that sooner and feel safer because we developed some training that has started to get through the trust and had a, an impact. And it's delivered for service users as well. How would you describe, you know, the future of the partnership? The partnership just gets stronger. Um, it still makes me feel quite emotional now, speaking about the conference. Um, and I'd say embrace inclusion, understand it and embrace it, but also work with your trade unions. A partnership approach between the organisations that represent the staff and the organisation delivers way more than the resource it takes up. Don't just tick a box, live it talk to each other, create relationships. It's all about relationships. Merseycare NHS Foundation Trust are the final organisation to present their initiative of Just and Learning Culture to the judges. We've been asked to share our story in quite a few places, so we've been spreading the word. So we're well rehearsed, and um, we're probably just limited to a bit of time at this one. Thank you. Hello, Connie. Hello. 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 My name is Mandy Oates and I'm Director of Workforce for Merseycare NHS Foundation Trust. My name is Mandy Gregory, I'm Chair of Merseycare Staff Side and I'm the Unison Branch Secretary. I'm Alison Murphy, I'm a Charge Nurse in Merseycare NHS Trust. Okay, I'll just start by giving a bit of context to Merseycare if that's okay. We've got nearly 8,000 staff and actually in the last two years... As a mental health provider, we talk about parity of steam between physical and mental health and our staff side colleagues wanted that parity of steam. What we did was really move away from focusing post-incident or uh, some, when something didn't go as planned or as expected, that we actually focused on who and we wanted to move away from that to actually focus on what happened to get to a place of understanding. I think um, what we found out through engagement with our workforce is there was um, a, a disconnect between what our staff were telling us and what we believed as leaders within the organisation. Um, our staff were telling us when things didn't go to plan or as expected, they felt blamed and they had fear of the consequences and we knew we had to change that. It demonstrates partnership working on so many levels. You know, we've gone through a really table and time as trust um, employee relations uh, weren't very good at one point and we had to find a way of working and trusting one another again and this was a, an ideal opportunity for us to work together. So one of the critical benefits I think we found from uh, partnership working is that we're not putting staff through disciplinary investigations unnecessarily. I think previously we were too quick to jump to a disciplinary investigation. Those investigations were taking a long time and the staff who were going through those investigations we were causing harm and hurt to. Now what we've seen trust-wide is nearly a 59% reduction in investigations commencing and during the same period our workforce has almost doubled so the impact has been really amazing and quite profound but the important thing is now, when um, something doesn't go as planned or as expected, we're looking at a restorative approach. We're making sure our policies are there to support our staff, that they help our staff uh, learn when things don't go to plan or as expected. And actually, it's a far better experience for everyone. So rather than meeting hurt with more hurt, we're actually meeting hurt with healing. Speaking as a staff member who's been through that kind of process, um, I think the benefits 
that I can bring to this is that there is an avenue to follow that the EU won't. You know, I've been through the discipline investigation and found no case to answer. And the impact that that has on you is significant from what we've said about professionally, your family, it affects the whole of your life. And sadly, I had to go through that to experience that this is a better place to be in now. The just and learning culture is something that should have been what, how we treated people anyway, but we're, we're making a difference now, and that's important. We've all faced different challenges. Um, I certainly did with the rest of the staff side organisations. There was a lot of suspicion around why we were doing it, why we were, what was we hoping to achieve from it. You know, they couldn't see the benefits of it. Um, I was getting it's just another fad. So I had to almost say to them, you know, please let's just have a leap of faith here and let's see if we can make this better for the people that are our members who are, are the employees of the trust. Because as a mental health trust, we cannot carry on destroying people's lives the way that we are with these investigations taking so long. I'd encourage HR directors not to sit or just sit on an appeal panel or a disciplinary panel, but speak to staff who've gone through those experiences and hear their stories in their own clinical environment and actually start to gather the evidence of how that's preventing our staff from learning. And I would more or less guarantee that nine times out of every 10, if one clinician acts in one way, another clinician will with the same skills and experience. After a long day of judging, it was now with the judges to make the tough decision on who will be this year's winner. Gaynor Deakin, Head of Area Engagement for Midlands and East at NHS Employers, was one of the judges and she reflected on the day. I know I speak on behalf of the judging panel um, when I say that the presentations that we saw today were really excellent um, examples of what actually can be achieved when you work together um, and to do some amazing things that really make a difference through partnership working. Now back to Jero Hagen to find out who was the winner on the awards night. The crowds are gathering here at the Tower Hotel in London for the HBMA Awards for what will be a nice celebration for all the deserved finalists. I can't wait now to find out the winner in the category we have been focusing in on. So I can now reveal that the winners of the Social Partnership Forum Award for Partnership Working are Jenny Crichton and Amanda Gregory, Merseycare NHS Foundation Trust. And so there we have it, Merseycare run out winners with their Justin Learning Culture Initiative. An excellent example of what can be achieved when employers and trade unions work in partnership. It was hard fought and all the finalists should be proud of what they've achieved. But there had to be a winner and this is why the judges chose Merseycare. The, the winner... Mercy Care is, is doing some amazing work to develop a no-blame culture. There was very clear um, partnership working from the outset on the, on the winner's journey and we were impressed that that was grounded in, in patient safety and we could actually feel and see the passion, the commitment and the enthusiasm and energy that, that has made this partnership successful in the work that it's doing on patient safety. And now I'm with Medicare, who seem absolutely delighted to have won. Can you just sum up how you're feeling right now? Fantastic, really, really chuffed. I think this means for the whole of Medicare a reinforcement of what we're trying to do, which is implementing a just and learning culture for everybody in partnership with our staff side, managers, and all our ambassadors that are here today. It's a really great success. Everyone's played the part, and I'm really, really proud. Congratulations to Mersey Care and all of the other finalists and thanks to all those who submitted an entry this year. It's been another great year with organisations showed some great examples of partnership working. To find out more about these initiatives and what the SPF does, please visit our website at www.socialpartnershipforum.org.